Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. This segment is brought to you by our sponsor, SOS Rehydrate. It's an organic electric drink mix as effective as an IV drip. It's proven by science and used by world-leading athletes because only the best will do for peak hydration performance. I use it myself and love it. Check them out at www.ineedsos.com. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness. I am your host, Dr. Rob Bell. I've been efforting this guest probably for a year because, well, number one, he's my coach. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he's my coach. And he's a coach to hundreds, thousands of people. This is Coach Martin Rooney. Coach Martin Rooney is the, uh, the founder, global ambassador of Training for Warriors, as you can see that right behind him. Uh, over 300 locations, 20 countries. Their motto and mission is bringing out the warrior within. Um, I've got the meet Coach Rooney, and I'm always, always impressed. And whenever I need some motivation, that's that's the number one guy that I turn to. So I'm really excited about this interview. A little bit more Coach Rooney. I mean, he's been training athletes since 1998. Uh, I know we're going to hear about his hinge moment, about how he actually got into that, uh, but has worked with elite athletes, NFL uh MMA fighters, WNBA, draft picks, is a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, and then if there's another trump card you can pull, he's got eight books out, and I'll put the links up there, but my favorite book, and I think it's the most recent, is Rooney Rules. Coach, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, my pleasure to be here, and uh, it is true. He- uh, he has been chasing me down, and it's not that we haven't wanted to do this. And hey, as much as he's learned from me, hey, you know, what books are sitting on my shelves right now? But man, whether it's the hinge or this one, very inspiring too. So guys, make sure, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've checked that out. But whenever I need a little inspiration, uh, hey, the motivator needs to be motivated sometimes too. But, uh, but my pleasure to be here, and thanks for that intro and setting the bar so low. <laughs> you got it brother let's get into it so 15 minutes of mental toughness what is mental toughness to you wow well hey as you and i have talked before having worked with some of the not only the best athletes in the world but now even more challenging i think working with the weekend warrior what i really see mental toughness is if i were to describe it is some people might think it's oh you're just like really tough or you can push yourself further but my simple definition would be how well you control yourself in certain circumstances you know so it doesn't have to be that you're doing a double triathlon to be mentally tough you might have to be mentally tough because you got to get two of your kids to swim and tennis practice like my wife has to do every day so that would be the first place I would go with it is mental toughness is your ability to control yourself in certain situations Okay, so your ability to control yourself in certain situations. With your impact in so many people's lives, how do we train that mental toughness muscle? Mm. And, and hey, I love the fact that you're saying it's muscle. 
Yeah. And uh, and this is something that I've I've thought about a lot over the over the years indirectly. Like I wanted to think that I'm a physical trainer. Uh, before that, I was an orthopedic therapist. But really, in all of those scenarios, you're always working with people's minds to make them more. And the best way that I could describe it, I guess, in a short period of time is picture there's a staircase, right? And at the bottom, you got no mental toughness. Say up 10 or 15 stairs, you got tons of mental toughness. Well, the only way to go from zero to say 20 stairs away is you gotta, you gotta make these small moves one small step at a time. And so if I were to have somebody develop toughness, I think the mistake people make, whether it's trying to change their diet or uh, improve their fitness level or improve a relationship, is they try to solve it all in one shot. So they're thinking they're gonna jump 20 steps at one time, but really if you just took the small step, acclimated to that step and, and learned what it took to get there, then you could add a little bit more. So you said it. Mental toughness is a muscle, it's something you develop, but just like your muscles, you're not gonna have arms like Arnold Schwarzenegger in one workout. You won't go from, uh, you know, currently not too tough to a Navy SEAL in a week either. So the way to do it is give yourself small challenges that, are, that push you out of your zone, but that you can pass them, and then that's gonna open you up for the next one. Yeah. Yeah, we are in a, a microwave success society where we want results yesterday, the instant <laughs> instant results. In, in your impact with a coach, you and I both know the importance of a coach. I mean, we, we believe everybody needs a coach, and, and, and I think we also believe everybody is a coach. How do you get people to buy in and take ownership of that process so they really are just taking those, those steps that they have to take? Well, I guess the thing that I would take a step back is with a coach, and there are so many things, that's where, as you know, that's where I spend most of my time now is really understanding that. Because I do think a coach is integral in, hey, maybe not only growing somebody's mental toughness, but a coach could crush it as well. Mm. And anybody listening, I'm sure they're nodding their heads like, yeah, I had a good coach that really helped me out and made me more. And I had a bad coach that said the wrong thing at the wrong time and hurt me too. And ultimately, the first step, I guess I would say, is you don't get to do either until the person trusts you. So they gotta trust you, you have to have a relationship that they're listening to you as a coach, and then that coach has to know what that, how that person likes to have interaction, and then be able, again, to take them a little further with that trust in place so they know it's the right thing to do and then get them a little success, let them know about it, you know, and then set another expectation, get them more success, let them know about it, have that empathy of what they're going through. And then all of a sudden, not only are they, do they have this relationship with you, but they're waiting for the next challenge. So it's pretty interesting. I do believe that we are all coaches and, and every coach's responsibility is to make somebody a little more mentally tougher than they were. But, uh, Hey, the challenge is it goes back on that coach because the coach has to know how to do it for themselves first. Right. Go go along with that then, coach. So with with coaches, I mean, we can't, and we see it a lot. I mean, they'll just be telling them what to do and instead of them taking ownership of it. What is the steps that coaches need to take for themselves with that mental toughness piece? Well, well hey, whether, now I, I will say this. Say you're going to, say if we're talking about sport coaches right mm -hmm. now, right? Uh, 
A sport coach doesn't have to have played in the NFL or been a UFC champ to be a coach. In fact, sometimes that might make you not a great coach, right? Like if Usain Bolt was your sprint coach, he might say, hey, just go run real fast. Yeah, you do, know? It like, do it like I do. Yeah, just run just run 9-5 like me. Yeah. But, uh, but I think a coach has to experience and have passed through some of the things that they make somebody do. So if you're gonna tell somebody to eat a certain way, if you're gonna, or, or an example would be, hey, you can't go to a piano teacher and they never played piano, right? Like they gotta, they have to have done something and that they've carved a little more toughness and ha then have the ability to show somebody else how to do it. So you mentioned the jujitsu and uh, hey, I'm also a black belt in judo. Those toughening experiences I could say they were incredibly valuable, and they were, but I'll also say those never happened for me without my great coaches that I had that were already mentally tougher than I was, you know? And uh, and so ultimately, that is the responsibility of a coach too, and it's great news that they have to continue to develop themselves and push their limits, which is gonna earn the trust of their students or their athletes, and then get those people to take that step up that staircase. Mm. We, we spoke yesterday and that analogy of like the salad bar came out. <laughs> and we were talking about how you and I, I think like we, we I, I want the salad bar, like that's appealing to me, but with other people, the, the milkshake line or the ice cream line is, is definitely more appealing. Yep. How do we start to get people to, um, you know, want to be in that salad bar line, want that chicken and, and broccoli for meals and really crave that piece. How do we get people on that journey? Well, it's interesting. And, and to preface that, you yeah. and I were talking yesterday, hey, you're at over at Notre Dame and you're watching this huge line at the salad bar and then not a line for the junk. And really, we almost discovered it right there that the salad bar is an exercise in mental toughness where those kids have learned, hey, because let's say it this, for anybody listening right now, mm -hmm. hey, uh, both Doc and I love, love going to the salad bar, but that, I'll say this, I'd love the milkshake too, and I'd love uh, the double cheeseburger, I would like that, maybe more, but I'm exercising toughness. Remember, controlling myself in a certain situation, but here's the piece that the Doc is hinting at here is, all those athletes, it's easier for them because they have one thing that's going to help you with mental toughness, and that's a really strong goal, right? Like imagine, imagine you're trying to play football at Notre Dame or girls basketball at Notre Dame right now. I mean, you got to have such a goal and then you're going to have to do the little things maybe somebody else wouldn't do. That's where that toughness comes in. Because I'll tell you what, the person in the milkshake line probably isn't making the cut but that person that's in that salad bar line and then maybe they're studying enough and they're getting asleep enough, all of those things are not comfortable, but the mental toughness they've developed because of the goal has allowed them to get comfortable with that. So my challenge to everybody listening is, hey, you wanna to be tougher, then what's the goal? I brought up judo before. Guys, I had to get comfortable getting choked unconscious. I had to get comfortable possibly having my arms broken, but. I was comfortable because I had a goal of what I wanted to become. And because I knew what I wanted to become, there was a toughness level I had to have to achieve that. And that was another piece. So look at that. Man, we're uncovering some big stuff here. You gotta have that trust layer with your coaches and coaches that can pull you up. But you gotta have your reason. 
you gotta have your reason why you started. So whether it's if you're trying to lose weight for some big event, don't forget that, because that's gonna help you be tough. Actually, look what happens. Well, yeah, you can tell me, Doc. What happens when, say, somebody's getting ready for a big reunion or something, there, and they're or a wedding, and they're shredding down, or, or a big tournament in golf, and they're doing everything they need to, and then and then say, now all of a sudden for the next six eight months, there's no big thing coming up. What happens? Yeah, exactly. Let it go. And and but it, but it look it could appear that they don't have any mental toughness anymore, like mm -hmm. that that's gone. But no, what it was is they don't have a reason anymore. So, man, you see how we got this layer of trust. We got to have this reason. I smell a book coming out of this right now. I smell yeah. a book. I, I feel it. <laughs> I, I was talking to one of my friends uh, as an NFL referee, and and we were just kind of having that conversation. The the season so far away that why wasn't immediate enough for him in terms of of that. You know, one of your things that you in your podcast is into the roar, and I love that story and how you share that. If we're talking about mental toughness, doing the things you don't want to do, um, can you elaborate upon that in terms of the mental toughness muscle? And is that going into the roar? And can we do that in all parts of our life? Yeah, well, so that concept, you know, the concept I call it into the roar, and it's not a story I made up, but to paraphrase, paraphrase it quickly, uh, these lions are chasing down these gazelles. And what ends up happening is, as they stalk them, they stalk them towards the males and the males jump up and they roar as loud as they can, which usually scares the gazelles right back to the other lions. But the gazelles that survive are the ones that even in the face of that roar, even in the face of that fear, they push forward faster because the lions that are roaring aren't expecting to catch anything. And those are the ones that become stronger. Those are the ones that survive. So that always stuck with me that what we're talking about, that salad bar line is into the roar. Getting asleep on time is into the roar. Hey, uh, uh, saying the right thing at the right time, being honest at the right time, uh, you, you know, down to like we just talked about, maybe it's getting that workout in. None of those are comfortable. But when you go into the roar for that thing that you're after, that thing allows you to be comfortable. So that is this concept that Indirectly, I guess I never realized I was always trying to help make people mentally tougher with the things that I teach. Now, some of it's physical exercise, which I believe without a doubt, that's one of the best ways mm -hmm. to immediately toughen yourself uh, mentally is to be able to pass through that. Like, hey, to get a workout done and another workout done and continue to exercise that muscle, like you said, then it almost becomes automatic. So here's a great example too at the salad bar line. Let's say right now you got here, you got the uh, you, whoever is listening right now. You're in the milkshake line, and you want to be in the salad bar line. Well, the whole thing is that means you got to cross this gap, and the only way that you can do that is first you got to get on that salad bar line, and then you got to do it again and again and again and again until it feels so comfortable and so natural that you've developed this toughness level that now it is just natural that going back to the milkshake line would now be the thing that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So so really, what's the secret? We got another one. Look, we identified another one. First one, you gotta trust the people that are helping you. Next one, you gotta have a reason why you wanna do it. You know what we just identified right there? You gotta practice, baby. Like then, whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta do it more than once, and that maybe is the enemy of toughness that Doc was talking about is instant gratification that Oh wow! I didn't get my golf swing down the first time, or oh man, I didn't, I didn't PR in my race, or I, or, or oh, I, I slipped up on eating. No, you got to just keep getting back to the thing that you want again and again and again and again. So, 
we both like the sour bar line because we've been in the sour bar line so long to leave it would be painful but but the person that hasn't gotten on it yet they got to do a long string in a row of doing that again and again which is called practice and that is then all of a sudden you know what they're going to say about you they're going to say man that champ's so mentally tough and no it's maybe it's not that they're any more mentally tough they've just been doing it so long they're used to it you know you know when you mentioned that crossing over from the milkshake line to the salad bar a lot of times i mean i, I always think of you know we have these moments in our life that connect who we are with who we become and i call them hinge moments and we sometimes we don't know when they're coming we have no idea what they're going to look like but it could be a person it could be a decision it could be an event and since we can't connect the dots looking forward we can only connect the dots looking backwards in our life share with us what's what's a hinge moment uh that happened in your life wow well hey number one and you know i'm familiar with that idea and concept because of your book which i think is great and i think everybody has to understand that and when the first time we met when i got to watch you present about yours which i think everybody if you don't know his story you got to hear it because it's incredibly powerful but uh and what i would remind everybody is everybody listening you all have hinge moments and they're actually getting created every day and if you know that that you can only see them looking back then just make sure whatever you're doing today it's the right thing because eventually you're going to look back on it and you're going to see that it's a hinge moment right yeah. so that means you could start your diet or anything else new right now but uh interesting i guess if i were to say one and it's one that i talk about a lot because I consider myself now, say, a coach for coaches, what I'm trying to do is study coaching so much to help more coaches, to help more and more people, to make a greater impact. I look back and I say, where did that start? And uh, the, the hinge moment for me, I was in seventh grade, uh, junior high, and in New Jersey. And man, I thought I was gonna play for the New York Yankees. I was a baseball player, man, I loved baseball. And, that, and back then in the early 80s, that was our, that was the national pastime. Baseball was king. And uh, they brought us in for a meeting and unfortunately said, hey, all seventh graders stand up. Uh, there, no seventh graders will be making this team. There are no tryouts because we already got enough eighth and ninth graders. So there's the door. And man, hinge moment. I was in shock. You know, and an actual doorway. And when I walked out that door, there was this guy standing out there with a smile on his face. And each kid that left, he said, hey, kid. I heard there's no baseball, but you look great for track. You should do track. And uh, very important that everybody listens. Man, I wanted to be part of something. And, uh, and that guy had enthusiasm. So I looked up at him and I said, the only thing I could think of, I said, track? And he goes, yeah. I said, what's that? <laughs> I said, well, what is that? I, I want to do it. And the next day I went out for track. And over the next five years, that coach, he took such an interest in me and spent so much time on me and invested into me that that sport changed my life. Now I coach track and field and I've done it for a long time and I've always tried to model myself a little bit like a guy that stood out a door, passionate about something so much that he would get people that knew nothing about it to do it. And, uh, and that, I'll say this, because if he doesn't stand outside that door, I'm probably not on this interview right now. Actually, yeah, I, I'm surely not on this interview right now. So you want to talk about a hinge moment, and there are so many of them, because then there'll be another one. You know, your, your life is a series of left and rights, right? But, uh, but that one, a big one, and, uh, and that guy definitely responsible for making me mentally tough, too. 
It's a fantastic story, man. One person made all the difference in, in your life. Yeah, and and he did it for a lot of people. It wasn't just me. Right. You know, and like that guy, I guarantee that guy is a, a hinge moment in a lot of people's lives. And that's the power of a coach. See, a coach is somebody that creates those moments for other people. But like we just said, everybody's a coach. So if you're listening, you say, well, I'm not a coach. Well, are you a parent? Are you a boss? Are you a coworker? Are you friends with somebody? Then you are a coach and you're create. You're not just creating those moments for yourself, you're creating them for somebody else every day too. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think of, you know, that guy standing right outside that door impacting your life and then the thousands of people that you've impacted. And, and, we, and we can't know the results from our actions because of one thing that you say to somebody today that encourages them when they go home to their wife and kids and, and now they're just in a little bit better mood and they kind of share that positivity with them. And yeah, that, that, that wave, I call them ripples of a coach, like that thing that you get spinning like that, you have no, we have no idea where it goes. And I'm just getting a taste of that now where I'll get emails and it'll be somebody from one of my programs around the world that I've never met that'll say this thing saved my life where I'm no longer diabetic. My, my father died of diabetes and now I don't have it anymore. And I've, I've got these kids and I'm going to be able to take care of them. And then you think about the kid's life and maybe that kid will now have a kid and who knows, maybe that kid cures cancer someday. You never, you never know the ripple you create, but because you know you create them, then why not? What I always teach is then, hey, why not try to create great ones for everybody? Yeah. Uh, baseball move here. I'm going to go ahead and throw you a slider. <laughs> share with us um, share with us a story from somebody from Training for Warriors whose life has just been so impacted and how they've transformed. Man, well, there, there are so many of those uh, like that, but I think the one that maybe stands out the strongest for me right now, and I'm sure she wouldn't mind me talking about this, but we have a woman in our network. She's a, she, uh, her name is Alicia. She's out of Huntington Beach, California, one of my favorite people on planet Earth, and uh, she started as just, she was a pastry chef. Had to get herself back into shape, and why? Because she had found out she was diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, and you wanna talk about having to be mentally tough, going through chemo, and, and, oh, and she has four small daughters. So now imagine going home and, and breaking that news and now knowing this fight that you have ahead, but you're not in the shape you need to be in. So she attacks her fitness and she attacks her diet and the, the cancer goes into remission. But then it comes back. And now imagine the toughness that you gotta have again as this thing resurfaces and now it's worse and it's spreading, but she keeps fighting and she becomes more tough and more tough and, and then becomes a coach at Training for Warriors, so then she she's so into it, now she's helping other people. And she beats it again, and then, man, and now it's back again. And it's back again, and she's continuing to fight, and she travels all over the country to all our facilities. She's just nonstop inspiring people left and right. But the thing that I think she's taught me the most from that is uh, every bout in these different trials and all this stuff that she's going through, she's not only become so tough, in the face of the thing that we should be most all scared of. See, we, we talk about making the team at Notre Dame, or we talk about winning a gold medal, or making the big putt, but I'll tell you what, all those things mean nothing when somebody gives you a timeline or tells you you have cancer or something like that. All those, they're not tough anymore. So maybe that's a cool reminder for everybody today too. But uh, 
the thing that she's taught me most is in the face of that, in the going into the roar like she does. Uh, she's taught us how to live where every day she's setting up these hinge moments. Every day she's just saying the right things and, and living the way you're supposed to be living every day like you didn't have another day left. And I'll tell you that, when you are like that, you know what that may be the, the killer for mental toughness? We got another one. So we've, we've, hit, we've hit the trust, we've hit the goals, we've hit the, you gotta have a reason. You wanna know another one right now? Fear, fear. Fear is the thing that stops mental toughness. That's what gets in your head. You're afraid of that new height in the high jump. You're afraid of what people are gonna think of you when you release that new product or something. This fear inside your own head, this, this conversation, that's the thing that is stopping people from being tough. And you know what? Man, when, you're, when you've passed through all of that and you're just you, man, you're the, you're the toughest person you know. And, uh, and she is our ultimate example from the network of that. And, uh, and in a weird way, some of the people that I've met in similar circumstances, they sometimes say, man, that cancer or whatever else, the best thing that ever happened. You know, that's what's always interesting is everybody I come across that has encountered something horrible, whether it was an addiction, whether it was a car accident, whether they were quadriplegic, they all say the same thing. It was the worst day, but it was also the best. Because we can't comprehend what life is like like that. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one just on top of that, Coach. So I think, I think with those, what she's provided then as well is a model for if she can do it, well, then I can get up at 5.30 and I can do this. Absolutely. She's now, think about it. She's got, remember what we talked about. They're going to trust that coach. The coach has gone there first. So how can you not put your effort in? How can you not do the work when you know what she's doing all the time? So absolutely. Again, it's it's just an example of what we're talking about right there. And, uh, and ultimately that going back to the biggest challenges, what does that challenge force you to do? That challenge forces you up that staircase. It forces you maybe five steps or 10 steps a little faster than you wanted to, but then once you get there and you see what you become as a result, there's no going back. And that that can be war on the battlefield. You know, I know so many soldiers that come, you know, there's just, you once you've been through certain things, you may not have wanted them at that time, but there is a gift of toughness in there that makes things easier. Remember you and I talked about like one of Dan Gable's famous lines from wrestling is man, once you've wrestled, everything else is easy. Mm -hmm. But maybe we could take it further that, hey, once you've been through some kind of big trial or once you've had something really rough happen to you, the other stuff is easy, right? Cause you're tougher now. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny that toughness, you know, like we're talking about in coaching as a combo, it's kind of everywhere. Right, like uh, you, you know, every person's affected by it. Every person is one or has it, but the differing degrees, like the stuff we're talking about, how they how they culture it or cultivate it, will decide their life. Which is uh, which is what the hinge moment is all about, pulling it all together. <laughs> do you want to pull it all together, Coach? The strat? Because I know I know you're a strategy hound. What do we get? Well, well, I, well, what I would say is, hey, surround yourself with people that trust you or you trust, then from there, you better understand why you're doing what you're doing and why it's important to you. And then you've got to now take some small action, a little bit out of that zone of where you were comfortable. You got to get off the couch, you got to hit that keyboard, you got to get to the gym, and then you got to stay consistent 
over and over and over until you become the person or hit that goal that you wanted. And then the final step is wash, rinse, and repeat, baby, as you keep going up that staircase. So really, it's not that hard. We're just talking about setting some goals, having the right people around you, and then taking consistent action. And really, that's the secret to a uh, workout program. That's the secret to getting a black belt. That's the secret to speaking a new language. That's the, speak, the secret to, to uh, you know, uh, b becoming a PhD, right? Like that, you know, that's what I always heard. PhD stands for pig-headed discipline. You just didn't give up. And or, just keeps... or piled high deep. <laughs> yeah, just keep going, man. So, so ultimately right there, I think we've unlocked this, the secrets of mental toughness. It never needs to be explored again. Now everybody just needs to get to work. <laughs> I hope the listeners got the skill about how you were able to get on the stream of consciousness and recap every step along the way. That was quite the gift. I remember uh, one of these divers, you know, the 10-meter the divers, they would – uh, you know, tandem, so they have to be in sync with one another. And I always ask him, well, you know, how do you know? And he said, well, I, I could always kind of peek and look. I said, you could peek and look in like all those flips? He said, are you ever teaching and you start then thinking about your next point? Are you ever on stage and you think about your next point and how you're going to wrap it up? And say, yeah, he said, it's the same exact thing. We've done it so many times. And uh, that was just quite the gift that, that you pulled there. Yeah, well, well, hey, what I would say is, the newsletters and the different blogs that I write every week, that is the secret to that. So really, yep. it, what it was that? That was an exercise in mental toughness. I was able to do that because of the last 15 years of doing every day what I do. Yeah. So I, there's no special gift there or ability that I have no one else has. I've just exercised a little discipline that maybe some people didn't. Just like getting in the salad bar line or just like getting to bed on time, all those things add up. Right, and so they add up to your life, but they also add up to how tough you get. I love, the, I love Mike, that. I love that yeah, muscle. <laughs> I, I, I even have it. Mic drop. Whoop. <laughs> Coach, how can uh, our listeners uh, get a hold of you, follow you, and, and keep in touch? Um, uh, the easiest ways, if anybody uh, likes what I had to say, hey, check out my newsletter at trainingforwarriors.com and uh, or check out the, the podcast at uh, Into the Roar Show or just Into the Roar, wherever podcasts are found. So whatever phone you have, type in Into the Roar. And I've got 80 episodes up there that I would say follow this same vein of what we just did. So if you need a little inspiration or you need a little couple of kicks in the pants to take some action, that's uh, why I do what I do. Yeah, Coach, thanks so much. Thank you for listening no. to the Mental Toughness Podcast. my pleasure, and I'm glad we finally got it in.